Hey guys, this is Panther Nation. I'm Connor Hibbett. And I'm Gage Laswell. This is Panther Nation. This is going to be our third episode of the year. The school year is already gone, going by so fast. We're seniors. Please slow down. And it feels good to be back. Let's yeah. just say that. Gage, this is your first episode? It is. What do you have to say? I'm excited. I'm very excited. Elated, exuberant. <laughs> Got that right. Seems we have ourselves a college graduate. Oh boy. All right. Pasco Volleyball. Let's dig into Pasco Volleyball. 16-8 and eight overall, a great start. I'm not surprised, though. 1-0 uh, and in district play, beating YWLA this past Tuesday uh, with scores of 25-7, 25-7, and 25-10. It looks like our toughest matches, though, this season will be against Trimble Tech, Martin, and Lamar when it comes to district play. We're one of three undefeated teams right now in district with Trimble Tech at 1-0. and um, They're actually 11-0 overall. Uh, Martin is 2-0 in district and 19-6 and overall. We are 1-0 in district. And uh, Martin is on a seven-match winning streak. Pascal's next match is at North Crowley tonight at 6.30 at North Crowley, who's on a four-match losing streak. Hopefully we make that a five-match losing streak for them. I bet we will. We're really good this year again. We are, Coach, yeah. Coach Ryman does a great job with these girls. He's very consistent. We've seen that. I mean, we've been at Pascal now for four years. It's been a great year every single year. In fact, I will be interviewing Coach Ryman in two weeks. So if you guys want to tune into that, there's a great reason there. He's a great coach. It will be a great episode, another great week for Panthers, for Panther Nation and the whole campus, if you will. Let's kick things off with the new season in football. Gage, are you looking forward to this season? Oh, I am. This is my last year, and I am excited for this season. I want to see what they can do. I heard, I heard that they'll do really well. Well, I, I have – there's no doubt about that. They're playing against Irving. Keep in mind that, you know, we were 0-10 last season, but that was our best loss. We lost 40-14. to That was our – if you want to say, besides maybe our last game putting up 21 points, that was the game that we were most competitive in, especially defensively. We, that was the game we gave up the least amount of points at 40. Still a lot, but uh, we play against Irving tonight at 7.30 at Clark Stadium. And I think some of uh, some people might have said it was 6.30 starting time. That was just because they wanted you to get there before the traffic started, and they wanted you to see the warm-ups for the first That's game. Smart. Yes. Smart. Thank you, Given. Yes. Given was very smart. I, I, I knew what he meant. He just, didn't, he just didn't explain it thoroughly, but we all knew what he meant. This will be a great Pascal team this year in terms of being competitive, and that's what it's all about. Uh, again, this will be at Clark Stadium tonight at 7.30 against Irving. This Irving, this Irving squad went 3-7 and seven last year, uh, but uh, they beat us 40-14. to 14, But they wouldn't score more than 15 points until they played MacArthur, who was only 2-8, and eight, on October 24th and won 24-20. So I think we have a shot in this game. I think we do. I think we do. Uh, and, and we better because our next three games are on the road. Uh, next game is at Halton, September 7th at 7.30 at, Bill, at Birdville Stadium. If you want to hear more about that game, tune in next week. I will also be interviewing Coach James, the head football coach, Chris James, next week. So if you want to tune into that, I suggest you do so. Now, that's not the only football game on tonight. There's also some college football games on tonight. Syracuse at Western Michigan. Dino Babber is the head coach for Syracuse. is in his third year as a head coach. I think he'll have the orange ready against the Broncos. He needs to prove that Friday, October 13th, last year, was not anything to do with luck when they beat Clemson. He has a lot of experience coming back, and the Western Michigan quarterback struggles against Power 5 opponents. Gage, who do you like in this game? 
Uh, I'm pulling Syracuse. You know, they're the bigger school in in this uh, in this match, and uh, I'm I have to go with the bigger schools when they're playing uh, small schools like Western Michigan. But don't but but don't get fooled. Western Michigan is actually a really good team as well. Yeah, that's for sure. They went undefeated a couple years ago, and then their head coach PJ Fleck is now at Minnesota who has a lot to deal with before their program starts becoming one of the top contenders in the Big Ten again like they were a long time ago. This game is at 5 o'clock tonight. Okay, guys, just to let you know in the, in, in the future, all games are central time. All these games I'm giving are central. That way I don't have to keep saying Eastern or whatnot. This game is at 5 o'clock on CBS Sports Network. Um, Gage has Syracuse winning. I have Syracuse winning, too, by the score of 38-24. If guys, if you listened to the show last year, Gage could tell you I gave score predictions just for about for every single game, and I'm gonna do it for this one too. 38-24, Orange survive <clears throat> on the road. That's a close game because they're both really good. They are. But I'm yeah no, but I'm also pulling Syracuse. Um, I'm probably gonna have to go 21-14. Okay. As well. Uh, Syracuse defensively and offensively, especially in the line of scrimmage, has a lot of experience coming back. They're bigger. I think they'll control the line of scrimmage, and that will be enough for them to get a victory. Their quarterback is back from last year. However, their receiving core is a little bit questionable. But, again, the line of scrimmage, I think they'll turn out to be just fine because they'll be bigger, stronger, and they'll uh, take care of business there on, um, on the road, first game of the season against Western Michigan. Utah State at Michigan State. This game is at 6 o'clock on the Big Ten Network. Michigan State is the most experienced team in the country. However, guys, keep in mind, after this home game for them, they will not be playing at home until September 29th. I know they're going to want to get a win here for the season opener and the home opener. While this is a good Utah State Aggie team, people in East Lansing will be impressed with their veteran-loaded Spartan team. My prediction, Michigan State gives up less than 100 yards rushing, controls the tempo of the game, and takes charge. Spartans over the Aggies 45-10. Gage, who? Oh, I, oh, I can agree on that. I am have to go Michigan State all the way. It's 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 gonna be a blowout. Utah State's basically a, a no nothing school, honestly. Com especially compared to a Michigan State team, yeah. who's in a loaded Big Ten East division this year in college football. In fact, Michigan State is my dark horse contender for the Big Ten East. But we will get into that as the season progresses more and more. Um, Army at Duke at six o'clock on ESPNU and the Watch ESPN app. Army is at a rebuilding year. They lose their quarterback and all five starting offensive linemen from last season. This was the top rushing team in the nation a year ago, uh, but I don't think they'll get much going against a stingy Duke defense. Blue Devils run away with it 31-14. Gage, I do agree on that. Duke, Duke uh, excuse me about that. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, Duke, Duke's going to get the win. I'm going to have to agree on you on this one. 31-14 is a very, very reasonable score. All right, Western Kentucky at Wisconsin. At 8 o'clock tonight on ESPN and the Watch ESPN app, Western Kentucky is also at a rebuilding year, and Wisconsin is at a reloading year. The depth on the Hilltoppers' defensive line is not very good, and their offensive line still needs to improve. Gage, when, when you think about football and, you know, you think about a game, how many explosive plays do you think you'll see? Uh, maybe, like, one a drive at least. So if you went through a season and a team did not have any rushes, of more than 20 yards. Then they're bad. They're right. very bad. Is that That's Western Kentucky yeah, last year. I, yeah. They had no rushes of more than 20 yards last season. The the offensive line didn't really get much of a push, and we know where Wisconsin's strength is. It's on the offense and the defensive lines. They're very good at the line of scrimmage. I say the Badgers will not get tackled behind the line and will roll behind the nation's best offensive line. They roll away with it 
in Badger Country. 49-17 at home. Wow. <laughs> what do you have? <laughs> no, that's a blowout. Oh, no. 49-17 is a reasonable score prediction on here. Right there. Right on. In fact, Wisconsin, they're in the Big Ten West, and that's a much easier division in the Big Ten than the Big Ten East. Uh, the dark horse contender in that division is Iowa. Wisconsin has to face Iowa on the road this year, um, and that's always a challenging place to play at Iowa. So that could be a, uh, a good game, especially in terms of uh, the Big Ten West outcome this year. All right, well, how about Saturday? We all know about college game day. This year, to start off, it's in South Bend at 8 o'clock. They haven't traveled to South Bend since October 13, 2012. The Notre Dame Irish will, Irish will face rival Michigan for the first time since 2014, which resulted in a 31-0 victory for the Irish. However, this matchup has been a part of game day six times with the Wolverines winning in five of these matchups. Gage, who do you like in this game? I like Notre Dame, not, not just because of their experience, but it's how, it's how well they play against, against big-name schools. Right? You know, last year they didn't really finish the season well, getting beat by Miami by a lot, and then getting stumped by Stanford on the road as well. And then, of course, they beat LSU on that great play at the end of the game. Um, but uh, So you like Notre Dame in this I game? I like Notre Dame in this one. You know, Michigan's defense is one of the best in the country. Both of their cornerbacks are some of the top-rated cover corners in the nation. Um, but I like Notre Dame as well at home. I like the look of the Irish, 17-14 at home. I got to go with Notre Dame. I just hope Lee Corso doesn't go with Notre Dame because when he does, they're 3-5 and five when he picks them on game day. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I just hope that he doesn't <clears throat> choose them because it seems like it's bad luck. But anyways. It, it, it honestly is. <laughs> I like Notre Dame to prevail 17-14. I think this will be a, a very good low-scoring game. I think it will be a close game the whole game. I, I really like both I teams. I agree, yeah. They're both they're both equally as good. Yeah, they really are, and they're and they're both kind of similar. They both rely on a running game. Um, they both have decent offensive lines. However, Michigan's offensive line this year is a little bit questionable. Notre Dame has one of the best defensive lines in the country, as well as one of the just the best defenses overall. I think that's enough for them to get the win. Seventeen fourteen is my score prediction. Seventeen fourteen. Yeah. Um, that's actually a really close game. I'm pulling um maybe like a one or two two point game okay. at least cuz you know yeah they're very talented are you thinking like 21 20 21 20 22 20 okay somewhere around that all right well another great game camping world kickoff from camping world stadium in orlando florida louisville versus number 1 ranked alabama 7 o'clock on abc and the watch espn app now gage before we even go into this game what do you have to say about this matchup <clears throat> Alabama Roll Tide's going to take it all the way. You know, I know we all know that Louisville loses Lamar Jackson, but they also, they're also at a rebuilding year defensively. They lose all their front got front four from last year. Their secondary is replacing their three best cornerbacks. Um, but um, overall, I don't think losing Lamar Jackson is the problem. Again, I think it's their defense. They do have a new quarterback in Juwan Pass, who's going to be very good at passing, like his name says. And they have one of the best receiving cores in the ACC. Um, Alabama loses their top six defensive backs. I think this will be an interesting matchup when you look at the Louisville passing game versus the Alabama secondary. But again, the line of scrimmage usually wins, and I think Alabama will control the line of scrimmage. We know what happens when they do. I like the Crimson Tide to roll, 45-20. to 20. <clears throat> That's a, that's a fair, fair score prediction right there. All right. I'll take it. You have around the same. Yes. I know a couple of my friends had like 38-13, so we're all roughly around the same score. I know it's, it's going to be a blowout, 
though. Well, not not, not necessarily a blowout, but it's going to be a high-scoring game for the world, for the Crimson Tide. Definitely. I, I, again, I think they're going to get 300 yards rushing, possibly. They have running backs galore. They have depth. And you know what? I know a lot of y'all are probably interested in seeing who will the quarterbacks be for Alabama. I think both quarterbacks are going to get some time in this game. What, who, who, whichever quarterback starts, you got one running for the Heisman, the other one's 26-2 and two as a starter, and he's led in the two national championships. I know LSU's quarterbacks can't claim that the last seven years. TCU's even closer than we are, honestly. Uh, Chick-fil-A kickoff in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, Atlanta, Georgia. It's number six ranked in the nation, Washington Huskies, who are very experienced guys, by the way, take on number ninth ranked Auburn at 2.30 on ABC and the Watch ESPN app. Gage, when you look at a number six and a number nine playing in Atlanta, Georgia, basically Auburn's backyard, and this is the same stadium that Auburn lost their last two games of the season last year. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they don't want to lose a third straight time. Oh, but definitely the, the not. Pac-12 is almost in a must-win scenario. They only won one bowl game last year. This is a chance to show the nation that they're up to play with the other power conferences. Gage, who do you like in this game? I like Auburn in this game because of, of one – they have a really tough schedule. Yeah. Which which they can probably manage. Yes. And then Washington is just eh. There are I mean I mean don't get me wrong they're they're a really good team. Right. But uh, as you all said it's in basically uh, Auburn's backyard so I'm gonna have to go with the uh, the uh, the uh, home field advantage right here I'm going with the Auburn Tigers. I would have to agree. Um... It's probably it's probably going to be a close game. Some people are saying that Auburn's going to, you know, whip them pretty good, but I I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think Washington's too good defensively to do that. However, Washington last season, although they were number ranked, they were ranked number eighth nationally in defensive efficiency, and total yards given up, they did give up more than 400 yards to Stanford, Utah, and Penn State when they played them in, in every single game. Uh, because those teams had a strong running game when you look at that. And Auburn has a strong running game. Yes, they do lose four of their five starting offensive linemen, but they always replace guys. And their offensive line coach, J.B. Grimes, is one of the best offensive line coaches in the country. Um, I really like this Auburn Tigers team. I also had them beating my LSU Tigers in a few weeks. Um, so, I mean, there you go, guys. That's how confident I am in these Auburn Tigers. They arguably have the second-best defensive line in the country after Clemson. Um, I like the toughness of the SEC and the fact that this is a time of day where SEC, SEC teams are used to playing at 2.30, mm-hmm. um, as well as it being practically a home game for Auburn, like you said, Gage. 24-21, Tigers prevail in a game that has a lot of playoff implications. They do, yeah. Those, <clears throat> those, two, uh, those two teams are uh, championship contenders right there. In and, my opinion. And if arguably if Washington wins this game, they have a tough game at Utah the third week of the season. If they can win this game and win that game, you might see them in the top five the rest of the season if they can control and manage mm. their schedule. However, a late season game on the road at California does scare me as a possible upset. California is one of the most experienced teams in the country. They are the only team back with all 11 players on offense back from last season when you look at starters back. But – We'll get into that when that game comes up in late October. Another big game this weekend, Tennessee versus number 17 in the ranked country in the nation, West Virginia, who has arguably the best offense in the country, guys. 230 on CBS. West Virginia is 1-5 versus SEC teams since 2009. But, honest, but honestly, I like them to get this win. Tennessee's at a rebuilding year. 
Uh, as we all know, they were 0-8 last season in the SEC for the first time in volunteer program history. Uh, Tennessee has an impossible five-game stretch later this season. An easy non-conference opener would have been nice, but however, this is not the way it starts. I think this is too much too soon for the Volunteers. I like for West Virginia to beat them uh, by a few touchdowns, 45-24. Okay. I mean, I I like to see the uh, the Vols win over this one, not, not just because West Virginia is in the Big 12 and I want them to lose to DCU, but um, – uh, SEC teams are probably one of the more experienced and or the or the most experienced uh, conference in the uh, and their experience in doing well and, the, <laughs> and experience doing well not 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 Tennessee in this case but I will but I liked him to, uh, to get that win against West Virginia okay yeah you're pulling you're calling the upset there I am well, what was what, what score do you got what you, score you got you, you have a score or yeah. do you just want to kind of see how it goes it's it's gonna be off of a maybe like a last play or a touchdown. 20, late touchdown. Late like, touchdown, 21-14, 28, 28 21. Yeah. Okay. All right. If Tennessee pulls off the upset, it has to be lower scoring. Jeremy Pruitt, their head coach, is the former defensive coordinator at Alabama. He's defensive-minded. I'm sure he's going to have this defense ready, but I don't know if they're ready for this offense just quite this soon, if you will. So, I mean, I got West Virginia winning, but we'll see what happens. Gage is going with the upset. It's our first Game that we have different opinions. We of do, yeah. So far. It is. I, I mean, I, I like that. Mm-hmm. How about Florida Atlantic at Oklahoma? Florida Atlantic was the honestly one of the best teams in the non-power five last season. They come in, new quarterback, uh, a couple new offensive linemen, one of the best running backs in the country, Devils, Devin Singletary, led the country in rushing touchdowns last season with 32. This Oklahoma defense was very questionable against the run last year, as we saw versus Georgia. I like Oklahoma's defense to step up in this game. I like for them to win comfortably, 34-17 at home, get the home opener win with Kyler Murray at quarterback now instead of Baker Mayfield, arguably the biggest shoes to fill in the country. <coughs> Gage, who do you like? Oklahoma. Well, because they're they're obviously a bigger school than Florida Atlantic, but don't but but that there is a possibility. There's a slight possibility that that Florida Atlantic could get the win. Slight, but that's probably probably not gonna happen. Oklahoma's a too good of a team. Yeah, to beat. I agree. This game is at eleven o'clock a.m. on Fox. I think the Lane Train made the wrong <laughs> stop. Lane Kiffin, I think the Lane Train made the wrong stop in Norman. Oklahoma will maintain a lead for most of the game, maybe if not all. They'll win comfortably 34-17. This Florida Atlantic Owl comfortably. defense. <laughs> comfortably. 34-17. All right, Southern at TCU, also at 11 o'clock. Woo-hoo. Southern has a new quarterback. Let's go. TCU's defense is legit. Their offense is replacing a lot, but I don't think you'll have a lot to worry against this Southern defense. They're not very good. Mm. I like TCU to roll 52-3, Gage. Your opinion on this? <clears throat> it's gonna be a blowout. It's gonna be a major blowout. Uh, <clears throat> I, I'd actually like to see what uh, if if we can beat Southern without giving up a touchdown. Then that'll be that'll be cool, fun, and exciting to watch. Hey, you and I are going to that game. We are. We need to commentate we one do. of these games, right? Yeah, we should. Hey, Texas versus Maryland. Texas has the revenge factor in this in this game, right, with last year's opener. At 11 o'clock a.m. on Fox Sports 1 at FedEx Field in Landover, Maryland, so much for a neutral site game. Toxic culture from Maryland, losing their coach like they did. For, well, he's on administrative leave, but uh, offensive coordinator Matt Canada will come in as a, serve as the interim coach. 
I like Matt Canada. He's a very good offensive coordinator. He just came from LSU last season. Pittsburgh previously, who upset Clemson a couple years ago at Clemson. Uh, this offense will be very potent with their jet sweeps and motions. However, I think the Texas defense is too fast. They'll shut them down. I like the Longhorns to get the win on the road, if you will, 38-17. 38-17? That's reasonable. All right. This is a very fast athletic defense for UT. I like UT to possibly come out of the Big 12 as a possible champion this year. Obviously, you still have Oklahoma, TCU, West Virginia, not in that order, but you got those teams that can – I think those are the top four teams for sure. Maybe K-State not too far behind. Hey, and don't sleep on Texas Tech, guys. Ole Miss versus Texas Tech at 11 o'clock a.m. on ESPN, the Watch ESPN app. This game is at Advocare Texas Kickoff, NRG Stadium. While Ole Miss has had all the preseason hype with their receivers, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Demarcus Lodge, their quarterback Jordan Tommy, who replaces Shea Patterson, who transfers to Michigan. I like this Texas Tech team. They got 10 starters back on defense as well as 20, 20 of the 22 depth on the depth chart. Woo, wow. They're playing in Houston to start the season, and they're also playing at 11 o'clock, which is a, team, uh, a time that Big 12 teams are used to playing at – I like Texas Tech to win the line of scrimmage. Ole Miss's defense is not very good, especially the depth in the front seven. Tech was 14th in the country last year enforcing turnovers and turnover margin. I think they force a big turnover and do enough defensively, especially late in this, late in this game, to get the win. 38-35. Cliff Kingsbury needs this win. I like him at home, that's basically. A, that's a close. I mean, I mean, they're playing an SEC team, an right. SEC team that also plays Alabama, too. Right. And this Ole Miss team, you know, this is their, basically their first – uh, year for their head coach, Matt Luke. Uh, look, I, I like him a lot, but I just don't think this is the season for Ole Miss to have an outbreak. Probably not. Yes, their offense is very potent, but give them another year to rebuild that defense and everything. It's, it's like TCU. Once uh, once they uh, – they, uh, uh, Boykin left yeah. and uh, Kenny Hill stepped in. We didn't do as good. That, that was our rebuilding year. Yeah. The next year we almost uh, – That's right. We almost got, won it all. Akron at Nebraska at 7 o'clock. The Scott Frost era is underway in Lincoln. The Cornhuskers will start a true freshman quarterback for the first time in Nebraska history for a season opener, Adrian Martinez. However, their, their other quarterback that he was competing with over the summer, Tristan Gibbia, transfers to Oregon State because he didn't win the job. The depth chart for Nebraska's quarterbacks are not good, uh, considering the, the amount of depth. Uh, I like Nebraska, however, to get a win here at home. They have a very, they have an impossible road schedule, arguably the toughest road schedule in all of the country. I, I think they they get a much needed home win, 38-17. 38-17 against the Akron Zips. Reasonable. I mean, I mean, they're in the MAC. It's a non, it's right. a non Power Five conference. I mean, hey, there you go. The, <laughs> what more can I say? Right. <laughs> Hey, UCF got the win last night from a non-power conference. They're ranked. They're also on a 14-game winning streak, the, the biggest in the country currently <clears> right now. But I think UCF's going to get upset later this season. It's the people's champions. What What can I say? <laughs> National champion, UCF, or is it Alabama? We never know. The world may never know. The world may never know. guess we'll find out when the actual rankings come out and actually who won the actual playoff. <clears throat> UCF claims a national champion, but uh, a national championship or whatever. Mate, let oh, them be man. happy. Everyone's happy. Okay. They Fair don't enough. get in the playoff. Fair enough. They win their own championship in their minds. Okay. Hey, UCF, I think they're going to get upset later this season. I'll get into that as the game approaches. They'll make their own championship. <laughs> they make their own championship. On Twitter. The you... Twitter poll. Well, yeah, the Twitter. Let's make the UCF poll. Number one, uh, Scott Van Pelt <laughs> last night had a, had, a, had a good statement about the UCF so-called national championship. I liked it. I won't get into that it's right now. It's the people's champions. The people want a small, a small college to win it all. That's right. They're, they're tired of Alabama. They're, they're tired of Clemson. They're tired of Ohio State. Why not UCF? 
Why why not USC? Why not not USC? Why not um USF? Why USF? Why not why not Boise State? Why not Florida Atlantic? No, they're gonna lose. Heck, to why not Grambling State? Why not Grambling? Well, hey, why not Southern if they beat TCU? No, I'm just kidding. It won't happen. All right, Miami versus LSU on Sunday at 6:30 at eight on ABC and the Watch ESPN app. This game is at AT&T Stadium. LSU's won three of the last uh, the their season openers. They've won three of the last eight years over there, beating Oregon and TCU remember, a few several years I, I ago. Remember that game? Yep. Look, Miami on the line of scrimmage, I don't like them, and I love my LSU Tigers. The The Miami lines of scrimmage over the summer have been question marks offensively and defensively. I like LSU to control the line of scrimmage. It's been a, a priority over the offseason to get better at those areas. I like LSU to come away with the win. Low scoring. I love Dave Aranda and his stingy defense. LSU and Miami post some of the better defenses in the country, and I do not care if Miami has a turnover chain. LSU had the least amount of turnovers last year in the FBS with eight. LSU controls the line of scrimmage, does not have any big key turnovers, if you will. 17 to 10, Tigers prevail in Arlington. Ooh, I'm, I'm gonna have to disagree with anyone that with, with that. I mean, see, didn't they didn't they beat Wisconsin? In, no. Oh, they lost. They to lost to Wisconsin. Which uh, okay, then never mind. I'm, I'm gonna have to agree on you with this one. Okay. But 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 there but, but there is a really good chance that Miami wins. Miami yes. wins it all because they're oh Miami wins well, this game. Yeah. Well, well, it's. It's it's too close to call, honestly. It's it's way too close to call. A lot of question marks for both teams, especially with LSU for uh, offensively. Uh, but Miami, their quarterback's back, Malik Rozier. They lose a couple of their better receivers. But I, I got to go with this LSU team. I think their defense is going to surprise people. However, while everyone thinks, oh, LSU's back, they're going to lose a couple of weeks later at Auburn, I think. So we'll see what happens. But I like LSU in the upset. Hey, you never know. All right, last game we'll be going over, guys. Again, tune in next week for an, up, an episode with Chris James with an interview, coach, a head football coach here at and, high school. And players, too. And players, too. We're going to try to invite a few players. We'll figure out. Hey, the only way you guys will know who's going to be on the show is if you tune in. You better tune in. That is in. true. All right, so Monday, Virginia Tech at Florida State at 7 o'clock on ESPN and the Watch ESPN app. Look, in most scenarios, I would have Virginia Tech winning this game. They've won three of their four last season. Uh, three of their last four season openers. However, this is a rebuilding year for Virginia Tech, as well as for Florida State. Florida State has a new coach, Willie Taggart. They're at home. I got to go with the Knowles at home in a close game, 24-21. <clears throat> to be fair, that is a the regional match. I'm going to have to go with that one as well. I mean, I mean that they just lost uh, their head coach, <clears throat> Jimbo Fisher. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> this is going to be a rebuilding year for them, yeah. and I want to see what happens. Yep, this should be a really interesting year, and this should be a great year for, for Panther Nation. From now, I'm Connor Hibbett. And I'm Gage Laswell. And this is Panther Nation, and we'll, we'll see, see you, you next later. week, Pascal.